Hey guys and ladies, uh, welcome back to another bonus episode of the Spirits Guide podcast. My name is Rich and I am your guide to the intoxicating spirits world. And yes, we are still the only podcast that has bonus episodes before we have full episodes. But I promise you guys, they are on the way. We're doing some exciting stuff here in the studio. I can't wait to to get these things released and start this journey with you guys. But until then, this is what we've got. Bonus episodes, Sample Size Monday. Now, you guys know that Sample Size Monday was kind of born out of the whole COVID and scarce rare bottles or just finding things that we get excited about that we want to share with friends. And typically, when we do Sample Size Monday, it's these little 50 milliliter kind of vials that you know, we buy, we fill up, we trade with each other. And because we're not usually having a couple of drinks on a Monday night, uh, it's a perfect time to kind of try something different, try something hopefully that will be good. Uh, and because you're only having a glass, you're going to be a little bit more reflective and kind of break it down and enjoy it. Well, this one, this one wasn't a sample size per se. Uh, this is a full bottle that I bought. I was walking through uh, one of the big box stores and call it out there, Total Wine, uh, because, you know, you got to see what other stores have. And, and part of the joy of the spirits world to me is going out and, and hunting and, and seeing what's out there. Only I don't go hunting for Pappy and Blantons and all that foolishness. I go hunting for interesting and unique bottles. And I came across two. I posted on Instagram uh, two things that I bought. One, because I had really high hopes for how good it could be. And the other one, I had really low hopes and was curious as to how bad it could possibly be. Uh, stay tuned for a bonus episode of that because I'm going to taste those seltzers uh, with some of the guys at work and, and give you guys a, a review on, on that. But back to Sample Size Monday. What I came across was a distillery called Painted Stave. They are out of Delaware. And what kind of drew me in, and when you're going into Total Wine, they have some really good stuff that's their brands, their own sort of personal brands. But to me, I, I have no issue with sourced whiskey. You know, there are great whiskeys that come out of MGP, and people take that distillate and they age it however they want. But there is something a little different about a distillery that's making their own distillate. Um, they're getting their own ingredients. They're milling it. You know, they're mashing it. They're aging it. They're doing everything themselves as a craft distillery. So there's a lot that goes into that, uh, especially, you know, in a, in a time when, you know, the, the whiskey landscape is dominated by so many big ones and so many of these newer brands that you find out there are usually starting with sourced whiskey what caught my attention about this bottle was that it was a bottled and bond uh, so it's theirs it's from Delaware so again another state heard from and in the future I want to do a whole episode just on bourbons from anywhere but Kentucky just to kind of show the, the unique character that they have so it was a, a Delaware bourbon bottled and bond very very cool looking bottle uh so i picked it up and i had my friend steve come by who is the assistant master distiller i guess you would say at treehouse um 
I can say that now. And, you know, he's making whiskey and gins and rums, so he provides uh, an interesting perspective on it uh, as well. So, hope you guys enjoy. Uh, this is Painted Stave Bottled in Bond Bourbon. By the way, if anybody out there finds anything else from these guys, they do a Bottled in Bond Rye. Uh, they do uh, a pot still whiskey. And most interesting to me, and we kind of touch upon it in the, the podcast, is they do a Bottled in Bond Gin. Uh, and that just blows my mind. Uh, being somebody who is always on that spiritual journey, I need to find a bottled and bond gin and taste it. So there we go. Hope you guys enjoy. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, so here we are. It's Monday night sample size. I am joined in the studio by the BSO. Hello there. Brother Steve. Yeah, excited as always. I feel like I'm just like like a dog every time somebody new comes into the room. Like I'm just <laughs> always excited to try new stuff. Uh, Monday night sample size, which we usually do with little 50 ml samples. But I did a little spirit hunting and uh, I found this bottle. And I knew that I had to try it for sample size. Looks like a Harper bottle. Yeah, I put it up on Instagram earlier. Um, it kind of hit all the buttons. It was at Total Wine, mm. close by. Um, and I bought two items. One that I was excited at how good it could be. <laughs> and one that I was curious to know just entirely how bad it could be. Oh, no. um, so I literally just cracked this. Um, let's see if we can get a popping sound. Oh yeah, a little pop there. There it is. So what caught my eye about this, what made me have to have to buy this, because um, I actually went out looking for rum, because mm. you know we're gonna do some rum soon. Um, and then I saw this and this caught my eye and I was dialed in on it. Usually when you're at Total, you see a lot of bourbons there that I always question, like, is that their private label? What is it, you know, yeah. where is that from? It's unfortunate. This one struck me. It's a bourbon from Delaware. So I was excited by Delaware. somebody making bourbon anywhere besides Kentucky. Yeah. Love Kentucky bourbon, but I'm always excited about something new. Yeah, branch out. Then the other thing that caught my eye... This is a bottled in bond bourbon <laughs> from Delaware. So it's painted stave distillery. They're from Smyrna, Delaware, and they're the first standalone distillery in Delaware since Prohibition. Interesting. It's an interesting set of semantics for a standalone because we know that Dogfish Head is in Delaware and they've been distilling spirits as well. Right. Um <clears throat> So, you know, I did a quick little rabbit hole. We don't do a ton of research. It's sample size. We just quick hit, you know, come in, read your fridge, and then get out. <laughs> um, but here's what I found. Painted Stave. Uh, they're in Delaware, Smyrna, Delaware. When I was going through their items, they make a vodka. They make a couple of vodkas. They make a gin. They make a bottled in bond gin. What? So it's... Barrel aged, four years, one distiller, one Jeez. distilling season. Do you know what, what kind of barrels? 
I don't. Yeah. I don't know where they're getting their barrels from. Yeah, it's like French or American. I literally picked this up a few hours ago. Mm -hmm. um, they named all their whiskeys Diamond State, hmm. which was the name of the last distillery in Delaware when Prohibition shut everything down. Okay. So a little homage to history. High rye mash bill, 66 corn, 26 rye, 8 barley. Mm. Supposedly all local ingredients. That makes sense. Um, and they are next door to a church. <laughs> so, Hallelujah. Gotta love that. <laughs> so a lot of times when I see these, these <clears throat> sort of smaller out-of-state whiskeys, they're buying their juice from MGP or somebody else. Mm. So it really piqued my curiosity being bottled and bond that it Fresh was all theirs. Nice. Um, Something to be said for that. Yeah. And I have nothing against MGP juice or OZ Tyler juice. But when you're doing your own, it's your own it's... character and personality. Well, that and like the, you know, the support for your own goods are, you know, it's just, <clears throat> it makes things a little bit more legitimate. Not taking away anything from anyone else, but, you know, it's the effort and the work you put in. All right. The ethanol is really coming through. Yeah, it doesn't have that. Sometimes the the craft distilleries, like the wood, is so mm. sort of prevalent. Uh, Peter refers to it as shiny. To me, it tastes like wet wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wood water. Yeah, I don't know about the size of the barrels, but I've got to assume that if they're doing bottled and bond, they're probably not doing the smaller rapid age. They probably do like fifty. Fifty threes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't smell overly woody. Clean. Maybe a little nutty. Yeah. Like a hazelnut chestnut. It's definitely got that wood water. Yeah. Definitely oak, you know. Yeah, it's got oak. Not toasty oak, but... Mm, like subtleties. Yeah. Not like smoky. Well, happy Cheers. to you, bro. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. It tastes young. Yeah, it does. And I don't know if that's the climate that they're aging in. Um, the the barrels, the, the char. The distillate is pretty solid. It's, nice. it's got a lot of sweet vanilla. Okay. Um, Dark cherry. Yeah. Yeah. Darker notes. Mm. Some good spice, like... Yeah, almost like that peppercorn caramel. It's toothy, like it's got that. Mm. You know, yeah, it's got good grip. It's got yeah. good body, you know. <clears throat> Hundred proof. And I I gotta say, for the money too, like sometimes when it's a legit craft distillery, not a total wine brand, you know. Yeah. You can go to buy all those total wine brands, so you can get them for 20, 30 bucks. Um, but a lot of the craft stuff, uh Driftless Glen comes to mind. They're out in the Midwest and they're tipping 40 bucks for their stuff. And it's not four years. So, you know, you distilling, like, you know, kind of the, the financial aspects of sitting on your own product for four years before yeah. you go to market. Yeah. And these guys have only been around since uh, 2013. Oh, wow. So for a young distillery... 
to be putting out their own four-year-old product for yeah. 40 bucks. Yeah. It's real estate. That's bottles, corks, wraps, labor, you know, all that stuff. Like Time that. spent that's, aging and taxes. Yeah. yeah. That's investment. So uh, to me, I comparatively speaking to the smoky quartz that I bought from New Hampshire, yeah. that's the same price as a half bottle of smoky quartz. So again, 375. Yeah. Oh, shit. So huh. I, to me, this is, it's solid. It's solid. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy with it. And yeah, it's not flawless, but I feel like, I mean, we've talked about this how many times of like people who only want to drink things mm. that everybody else tells them is good. Right. Um, for me, as part of the whiskey journey, I think this is a good bottle of whiskey for 40 bucks. I am not disappointed in this. Not at all. It's a good bottle to have on your bar. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, I wouldn't go very cocktail heavy with this. No. You know, you know, I'd probably keep it straight. You know, not really go too much into like mixing it with like acids or sweetness or anything like that. Or maybe it's bittering components. Cube or two, splash of water. They keep it, keep it straight up. You know, I don't really see it. Not that it wouldn't be complimentary in certain things, but it might not make a bad sour. Yeah. Yeah. Like an egg white sour with yeah. some body and a, a little bit of bitters. Yeah. Give it a little more depth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like it's overly complex mm. for for cocktails, but I think it's perfect for just sipping. Like you yeah. said, cube, dash of water. Done. Sweet. So in the three-tier rating system, uh, if you guys want to look this bottle up, it was actually pretty fascinating to see. Like, so these guys make a uh, bottled and bond bourbon. They make a bottled and bond rye. Like I said, they make a bottled and bond gin. That's great. They make a pot still whiskey. Mm. They're doing interesting stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know where to find that bottled and bond gin, but I would love. To taste a four-year aged bottled and bond gin, bottled and bond gin it's crazy. which I've got to assume is probably from there. So, like their like, brows, like the legal aspect of the whole thing, bottled and bond yep. still constitutes like across the board. So, gin yep. has to be the same way. It has yep. to meet all that criteria. Yeah, all right. Which is a uniquely American thing too. Like no yeah. other spirit in the world is can do that. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, um, and, and why I picked this up, like I'm such a bottled and bond nut. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually getting the store certified as a certified bottled and bond store. That's so cool. Uh, but basically what it means is it's made by one distiller in one distilling season, aged in a government supervised warehouse, bottled at exactly 100 proof. Um, in distilling season is January to June or June to December. Uh, and it was a law that was created by E.H. Taylor to ensure the highest levels of consistency and quality Going back to 1897. It's actually the first consumer protection law enacted in this country before the Pure Food and Drug Act. <laughs> so with all that said. <laughs> For that ass. <laughs> there's, a, there's almost like a. Because we're basically pouring off the neck pour too. So yeah. as this opens up. There's almost like a. Like a. I don't know if I said like a mushroomy kind of. Getting a little more earth. Yeah, like an earthiness to it. Like a little dirt. Yeah, mm. and in a good sort of interesting, yeah, if anything, this is just not your stereotypical caramel, vanilla. No, yeah, 
bomb. Yep. I'm going to go in for one more sip. Get after it, man. Fuck. Where'd you get these Glen Cairn glasses? Um, so the Glen Cairns, I have some that I had made up at the store. Mm. Um, my oh. wonderful girlfriend bought me some. It was one of the first gifts she ever bought me. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's the Watch Use Wine and Spirits logo. Uh, this is a Stave and Thief one. Oh, nice. That yeah, I yeah. bought when we were down getting our executive bourbon stewards. Yep. Um, and then I've got one here uh, from my friend Jason, who's got his own whiskey group, the Horseshoe Barrel Society. I thought it was um, Yeah. So I've got a few of them. Uh, and as we go through, as you and I kind of go through this, you guys can't see it, but I've got a couple of different types of glasses here because to me, the right glass for the right uh, whiskey. So if it was a higher proof than this, I wouldn't be using a Glen Cairn. I like a little wider yep. to kind of dissipate some of that um, kind of ethanol yep. coming out of the glass. Yeah. But when I really want to get a big nose on it, I like the Glen Cairns. Keep it a little more focused. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. Wrapping up, three-tier rating system. Is it good? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, delicious. Um, at 40 bucks, I think it's worth the You're money. Right in line. Um, does the bottle start a conversation? I think it does. I mean, it's kind of a, a round cylinder kind of bottle, purple label. The fact that it said bottled and bond on it is what drew me in. Yeah. Uh, and then that little bit of further research. It's got that Harper look to it, like the IW Harper. Yeah. Yeah, a little more stout. Yeah, like it doesn't have the big nest at the Harper, but squatty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seeing that it was from Delaware mm. and bottled and bond, I I think all those things kind of start a conversation. Mm. As much as I hate to drive business towards total, it's <laughs> the only place I've seen it yeah. so far. Yeah, I will look into getting it at the store. Um, so yeah, have to now. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Let you guys get back to your Monday. Uh, thank you guys so much for being there. As always, we're humbled and, uh, we'll check in with you guys soon. Cheers. Cheers. Yay. Hey, you still there? I got one more thing I want you guys to do. Thank you for sticking around till the end of the episode and listening all the way through. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. So what I want to do is grow this podcast. I want to take more people on this journey with us, build this community. And one of the ways that we do that is by making this podcast kind of pop up for people are looking for it. So what I want you to do is go to the podcast page if you're listening on Spotify, because they don't make this easy. If you scroll to the top of the episodes list, and then there's that little thing that says trailer. And then there's a description of the show above that. In between that, there's a little box for rating. If you tap on that, give us a five-star rating, it will help us to reach more people who are interested in the same stuff that we're all interested in, and we can grow this podcast and, and grow the amount of people that are on this journey with us. Also, if you go to the episode description, there's a question at the end of that. And if you guys would just answer that question, it will let me know that somebody's out there listening, cares, and we can make this more interactive. So that's it. Give us a rating. Um, you can go to the, the Facebook page and write a little review. Let us know what you think uh, and answer that question. 
in the future, we're going to use it to do giveaways as well. So thank you guys so much for doing that. And uh, we'll check back with you soon. Cheers.